The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back. I think this is one of our first Mondays in a little while that we're doing a regular episode and not an awards show recap. I miss award shows. I miss award season already. Do you not? like? I mean, obviously, I was at a shiva the other day, and I was saying, like, the Mourner's Cottage mom was like, that's not for you. And I was like, no, it's for award season. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That was uh, definitely one of the highlights, I think, of our careers is just being able to do that every year. So that was so much fun. Um, we have a lot to get into today. Not a crazy amount, but definitely a decent amount. Yeah, I don't know. I just love a Monday. I love a Monday news story. Well, also, the other thing is that we totally forgot that everybody has off today and we could have planned our schedules, you know, to record the episode on Tuesday, but we didn't. So it's just us here, which always brings a little bit of a weird energy, right? I like when it's just us. (laughs) We go a little rogue, so that's kind of what's happening. Um, Also, I want to say before we start, don't forget shortywords.com slash comments by, we were nominated for a shorty award in the parody meme account, comedy parody meme account category. So it would mean the world to us. I think there's only a couple days left. I say that every week because I really don't know, but I actually think it's done. I think this time it's really only a couple of days left. Okay. Shall we start? Do you feel good? Yeah, I feel I feel very good. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you guys this before we start. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember why this came up, but last week we were talking to someone and they were like, so when you do the podcast, you know, how do you typically start the award ceremony? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I asked Julie if she's comfortable moving on to it. And they were like, what? Like they just started dying. And Julie was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of consent in our podcast. There is. <laughs> I never thought about being weird, but also like Rhea and Fran say that like the girls from Checks in the Office when they come in, they're always like, you're so nice to each other when you talk. Like one of you will speak and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is it okay if I talk? <laughs> and they're like, we just yell over each other. It's so weird that you guys do that. But we, I, I realize that we, I think we kind of do it in real life too. It's not just a podcast thing. Yeah, because we'll be sitting in your apartment and I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Why do we do that? I don't know. I don't do it to anybody else. Like that's, we, now that I'm thinking about it, like I would never ever ask anybody else if like I could talk when they were talking. I would just fucking talk. I know. We're so polite. I don't know. I love you. Okay. <laughs> we're starting on. Oh, and I want to make an announcement. Don't the reason that we're not talking about Justin Bieber's interview in this episode is because our Wednesday bonus episode is going to be just a full kind of analysis on his interview, the one that he did uh, for Apple Music. It was like a lot there. So we wanted to devote an entire episode a to it. A lot. Yeah. Right? A lot, yes. Okay, we're starting off with some very exciting news that I am praying to God is true. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are allegedly pregnant. On Wednesday, Just Jared reports, quote, the 23-year-old actress is pregnant with the couple's first child and has been facing some pregnancy rumors lately that we can confirm are true. The couple is keeping things very hush-hush, but their friends and family are super excited for them. So neither party has confirmed but it started to, like, if there were, if something is such a rumor, it typically doesn't gain this much traction, right? 
Yeah, but everyone also is quoting Just Jared in it. Like I saying, like that was the source that broke it, which makes sense. Like if TMZ broke a story, it would, it would quote TMZ. But there was this tweet that I saw and was like, if somebody gave the exclusive to Just Jared, then Joe and Sophie need to cut off all of their friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Also, I hate when they like have to mention her age in the article. I didn't realize she was 23. I know. I didn't either. I really didn't. I, I hate when celebrities are my age. Because here's what I said. This is what I said to Isabel. I was like, listen, if you're an Olympian, if you're a singer, if you're like an amazing athlete, like I can accept that you were just born more gifted than me. Like you were just born more talented. But when it starts, ha- when you start having babies, that's a fucking personal attack. Yeah, no, she's, I think, I didn't realize, like, I don't know what it is about her. And maybe it's because there's nothing about her that seems 23. Right? It makes me reevaluate everything about myself. There is not one thing about her that seems 23 in the best way. Yeah, although there is a side to her that's, like, so youthful and so fun and so kind of, like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? There's a side of her that's drooling during her IG Live. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I thought she was just, like, a fun 28-year-old. No, fully in my mind, she was 28. 27, (sighs) 28. I think on some level I knew it, but I just never felt it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I hate it when celebrities are my age. Yeah, it's definitely it's a, a very weird part about getting older. The weirdest meme I ever saw was, um, you always have that mindfuck moment when you realize that Ariana Grande is older than Cardi B. Fuck. It, like, did it? Isn't that the weirdest thing to think about for some reason? Oh, my head hurts. Right? You know what else is weird? Like when I watch Mean Girls, I think of them as older than me still. Julie, I will never. I will be eighty years old watching Mean Girls and be like, "Wow, these girls are old." Never in my life did I feel that I would reach that age. I, I like feel like I'm reevaluating everything I know about like how well, because, old people are. Because your whole entire life, you're looking up to what's the next thing. So when you're like in fifth grade, you're like, "Oh my god, the eighth graders are so cool." And then in eighth grade, you're like, "Oh but wow." But it's the also high like scores. every when you're watching a movie when you're younger, like you never think about them. Everyone's just like the cooler, older person in a movie. Yeah, and they're just the teenagers in the movie. Now you're like 25 years old and you're like, oh, those cool 18 year olds and yeah, 18 year olds. Yeah. And also, you know what's really interesting is like, I feel like with Joe and Sophie, like Joe's 30 and Sophie's 23, but they never talk about her age as like a, a factor in it. Like it was never like Sophie, like so young. But when you talk about like Haley and Justin, for example, it's like their age is so emphasized by how young they are in a relationship and how mm-hmm. young they are to be married. So I just never thought about her being young because it was never a factor that was so emphasized. Was so emphasized. I think that's true. I think also, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she, she how old is he? He's a couple years older than her. Who? Joe. Just, Joe is 30. Yeah. So, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm also thinking because she hangs out so frequently when I think of her group, it's like her, Priyanka, Danielle. And I always think of Priyanka and Danielle as such like— Well, they are. They're older. That's what I'm saying. I always think of them, I guess, as so much more like— I don't know if mature is the right word, but in just like a different phase of life. So, I guess I associate Sophie in that also. Yeah. It's one of those weird things that I really don't have an explanation for. If anybody else feels that same way, please let us know. But I really, I mean, for their sake, I hope it's true. If, if that's what they wanted, I can't imagine. Like, oh my God, of course I hope it's true. A Joe Jonas baby? I, I think about him holding a baby every day. Are you kidding? When I see him with his nieces? There's a really weird part of me, even though Nick's younger, there's a weird part of me that is like, I wonder if Nick's upset because he wanted to be first. I don't know where that's coming from. Like, I, I think that's coming from Priyanka, not from Nick. But again, we've she's never spoken about it. Like I don't know. I just always had this feeling that that Nick was going to really want to be want them to be the next. Again, this is fully in my head. Yeah, you made that up. I fully made it up. Yeah, I, just I, I know this, what you mean weirdly, but yeah. I don't know. I guess I just felt like Joe and Sophie. That was not something they wanted to entertain yet. But again, these are all made up thoughts that 
clearly, if this is true, is not at all the case. Oh my God, I hope it's true. We will see on that one, guys. But uh, there's no real confirmation, but I don't know. They haven't They haven't uh, come out and said it's not true. No, they haven't. Which is sometimes, the, sometimes silence is deafening. I agree. Right? Like whenever there's a Kardashian story and they don't speak, I know it's fucking true. That's how we knew Jordan and Tristan were true. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they did speak. <laughs> well, obviously. Okay, this was really interesting. So D-Wade has his upcoming ESPN documentary called D-Wade Life Unexpected. And in it, one of the things he talks about is how telling Gabrielle Union that he had a baby by another woman was the, quote, hardest thing he's ever done. Just to refresh everyone's memory, in 2013, they— put their relationship kind of on pause. They took a little bit of a break. And during that time, he became involved with this other woman, um, Aja, I think that's how you say her name. She was a basketball wife star. She got pregnant and they had a son named Xavier. So when Gavin Wade got back together, he had to break the news to her about his child. And he says, quote, I had a child with someone else and I had to tell her. Hardest thing I've ever had to do was man up and tell Gabrielle Union that I've had a child with somebody else. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't eating. When you hold something in that you know is going to come out and you have this information and you know it's going to fuck somebody's life up that you care about, that you love, if I don't hurt you, then you're not human. If it don't hurt you, then if you're not human. If don't hurt you, then you're not human. Yeah. I always wondered about this story. Because, first of all, you don't see the son a lot because, from what I've read online, the the mother of his child doesn't like him to be photographed. So it, it comes off as if, like, he's just— and I mean this in, like, what the perception of it would be is that, like, he's just the other child mm-hmm. and he has his family, which is so not the case. It was just, like, his mother really doesn't want him photographed. So out of respect, D-Wade and Gab Union don't post photos of him. But um, I think we saw him when D-Wade had his retirement ceremony and he had the the photo with all of his kids. Um, but I always wondered about them getting back together because I remember that being such a big deal that he, that he fathered a child. I— Truly, like, this is something that you and I, for some reason, not even on the podcast, just talk about all the time. Like, what that conversation was like, what that mean. Also, what were the rules when they went on a break? You know, was the expectation that they were still supposed to be monogamous, or was it that they could do anything, but she didn't expect that he was going to have a kid? You know what I mean? Like, are there different layers to it? Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. I I think that, from what I understand, I don't think they were talking during this time. And obviously, like, it's not like he, you know. Sorry, Kim just posted a TikTok of Nora. Oh. <laughs> we could keep that in. That's hilarious. <laughs> For anyone that didn't hear me look over, like, what the fuck? It was like, sorry, Kim just posted a TikTok of North. Um... Where were, what was I saying? You were saying that they weren't talking during that time. I, from what I can tell, I don't think they were really talking during this time. And obviously, it's not like the child was born and then he had to be like, by the way, I had a kid. I think he had to tell him while she was pregnant. But I remember, I, was weird, I have this really weird, vivid memory of like driving to school with my dad and like listening to it on the radio and him talking about it and him being really invested in the story. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that he's always been something that we see a lot, not just with— um, you know, his his daughter's most recent transition. But I I think that he's always been a really engaged father. Oh, yeah. And I don't think not being an active role in this his son's life was going to be an option. So he obviously had to tell Gabrielle. And everything that we know about her is would say that she would love that kid as if it was her own. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I think 
I think Gab Union brings out, not that he wasn't such a good guy already, but I think Gab Union really brings out the best side of D-Wade. And I think that that was something that he really acknowledged. And I'm sure that, you know, the ability for Gab Union to forgive him after this happened was probably the point he hit where he was like, okay, I really can't fuck this up anymore. He really can't fuck this one up. I mean, to, to, <laughs> do, like, yeah, like, to do something like that and then have the woman you love forgive you is like, th- that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate, again. But again, was the break supposed to be monogamous? That I, is what I'm I very curious about. No, I don't think so. Well, I think a monogamous break is stupid in theory. Right. What's the point of taking a break? Well, some would argue that sometimes the break isn't necessarily to experiment or experience other people. It's more so like to focus on yourself. I agree with you. I don't think that was the case. I'm just curious yeah. as to the terms of that. I love when I decide how other people's breaks are stupid. <laughs> I'm like, you idiots. If you're going to be on a break, go sleep with whoever the fuck you want. Get everyone pregnant. <laughs> okay, moving on to the most random thing ever, which is that— <laughs> I love that intro. (laughs) Last week, Amanda Bynes posts an Instagram of her giant ring and writes, engaged to the love of my life. The next day, she posts a picture of the two of them with the caption, lover. We still have no idea who this fiance is. Just to give you a little bit of a refresh, 2002 to 2003, she dated Frankie Muniz. 2008, she briefly dated Seth MacFarlane after voicing a character on Family Guy. And 2010, she was linked to Kid Cudi. Also, couple years ago was the whole I want Drake to murder my vagina tweet. But we really have not, as you know, seen much from her or much from her in terms of a relationship. So we see this giant emerald ring on our emerald cut diamond on our feed. And I'm just like, There's a very big difference between emerald and emerald cut. Yes, that's why I I needed to make that distinction. But I was just like, wow, where did you come from? The only thing I can say is if she's happy, I'm happy. Because... She's happy, I'm happy. And also, I i don't know, how much time do you give it till she gets that tattoo lasered off? I don't know. I hope—what's up with the face tattoos? We didn't talk about do it. Do people know that they're permanent? No, Julie, that—hers is like a, a, a real—hers is not like a little Justin Bieber, you know, on his eyebrow. Did he get that removed? Because I never see it anymore. I don't know, but hers is a full heart on the cheek. Yeah. I don't—I don't know. Listen, that's just me. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Do whatever makes you, makes you happy. If a face tattoo makes you happy, I just feel like they're permanent, and we should take that in consideration. Yeah, just take. I mean, last week, Presley Gerber, who's obviously um, Cindy Crawford and, and Randy Gerber's son, who also and Kai Gerber's brother, who also is a very successful model and a very good-looking man, got a face tattoo that said "Misunderstood." on his face by John Boy, very small. As far as face tattoos go, I guess it's appealing, but I just, our first thought was like, holy shit. What if he starts to be understood? What if one day he's like, ah, fuck, I feel like everyone finally understands me. (laughs) Yeah, like Post Malone will never not be tired. Right, you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that, I I don't know. Presley Girl one day might wake up and be like, oh, wow, I felt very understood today. And then he's like, oh, Oh, fuck. fuck. (laughs) Now he's committed to this narrative. Right. You know, listen, again, whatever works for you. If you're happy, we're happy. And as far as Amanda Bynes go, the second we get more information, we will we will uh, fill you guys in. But we are just as confused as you are. Is that correct? Post Malone will always be tired. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> That's fucking funny, Em. Thanks. Okay, let's talk about Valentine's Day for a second. So, first of all, Gigi posted on her—she's a Finsta that I feel like you all know, but if not, it's definitely a good follow. It's—instead of disposable, it's— 
G-Sposable. That's basically how you spell it. And she posts just really behind-the-scenes pictures that she takes. And she posted a picture of, it said, My Valentine, Z on the farm, December 2019, which is a very important clue because that means that since December, they have been seeing each other. I think it was even before December. But interesting. I love them together. I love this back and forth. I I don't know if I love them together as much as I love the entertainment of trying to figure out whether they're together or not. I'm just so, I have such a, and I really do not mean this negatively, I have such a zero, like, connection to him. Yeah. Like, you know, some people are real, like, he does nothing for me. Not in a, not in a bad way. I'm no. just, like, not that interested. Can't but can't connected I, to everybody. Yeah, that'd be exhausting, now, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to be connected <laughs> to as few people as humanly possible. So, I, if she's happy, I'm happy. I just, I would love to do with this episode. Yeah. Well, that's a few of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, if they're happy. I just, I just really want Amanda Bynes to be happy. I just think about her a lot. I think about her more than the average person, probably. I think we all do. It's just like the same Britney, Lindsay, you know, I'm in a Britney hole right now. You're, you're in a No, big, no, I can't even talk about it. I'm like so upset about it. Which thing are you the Britney? All of it. Like we just destroyed her and we just let it happen. It's really, it's really fucked up. I have so much to say about Britney, but I'm going to save it. For what? Are we going to do an episode? No, we, yeah, we are doing an episode. Oh, to yeah, be yeah, later yeah. announced, yeah. which is the reason that I'm in a Britney hole right now. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Forgot about Just that. to remind you where we're at. <laughs> we are forgetting shit all over the place today. <laughs> I feel like makeup in general and specifically a daily makeup routine is so personal and that we've all kind of gotten down to a science, what works for us, what we need before we leave the house, like where do we feel our most comfortable? And for me on a daily basis, I wear really, really minimal makeup. I actually think I feel the most comfortable with the least amount of makeup, but my two Holy Grail products always have been, I think always will be our mascara and lip gloss, maybe a little highlight on the inner corner if I'm feeling crazy, but Honestly, whether you are fresh face, full glam, wherever you fall, you have probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. It's the one in that turquoise tube that you see all over social media. So Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. They have a lot of great products, but the one I want to focus on is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. First of all, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, which I'm telling you right now, I have a zero tolerance policy for flaking with my mascara. Like I'm just not trying to put you on my lashes if you're going to flake. And they have a flake-free tubing formula that dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. So it kind of looks like lash extensions without the damaging glue or salon prices. Also super easy removal, slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. And it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's just like very much worth the hype. I had seen it a lot. And once I tried it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why I see it everywhere. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com cbc. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 20% off your first order. What else? Let's talk about other Valentine's Day posts. Um, Halsey. Halsey and Evan Peters. Yeah. What do you think? I love them together. I really, I know that this is one that you have zero connection to as like I I don't either because I'm not a huge fan of either of them, but there's something about them together that really clicks for me. Oh, interesting. I just think they're very similar. They seem like they match very well. I think that Emma Roberts and Evan Peters had like a very like on and off again, not great relationship from what I can tell, just the timeline of that. And I think that, 
I really like when Halsey's in a good place. Well, I was going to say, she went through hell with g which we later most kind of recently found out. So I want her to just find, like, feeling totally fulfilled. And Evan Peters is such a little cutie. He's he really is a cutie. Looks like a sweet guy. I know really not much about him, but he looks like a sweet guy. Also, as we announced, I think it was last week, Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Justin Makita announced that they were having a baby. It's like way more than a week ago. <laughs> it was just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So they had a baby shower, and it was everyone, you know, Sarah Hyland, Sophia Vergara, Jen Atkin. They had— uh, Oh, my God. I fucking love Sofia Vergara. They had right? full male synchronized swimmers doing this presentation. I mean, this was the most lit baby shower ever. You get, I'm literally telling Andy, and you can't take it back. Oh, fuck. No, you just said it. I guess I just think of them as such—I don't even think of Andy's as a baby shower. I think of Andy's as like a housewives a, gathering. Like a cultural happening. Like a cultural—yeah. Like a, a pivotal moment in culture. Yeah. This was just like, wow. Honestly, I hate to say it. The Kardashians, like, were shaking. Wow. I know. You think it's it was the synchronized swimmers dancing to Britney? Like, what? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I guess it wasn't—it was also beautiful, obviously, but it wasn't as, you know, a, a lot of times with baby showers, it's kind of very mellow and, uh, you know, it's all focused on, like, the pastel cookies, whereas this was like, no, we're going to rage. We can't believe we're having a kid. I would love a pastel cookie. But wasn't that much more the vibe of this? Yes. Right? I love that for them, though. They're a great couple. We got to get them on the podcast. Great couple. Great couple. Yeah. I have to go home and watch Shoemaker Home Edition. Yes. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. Okay. So also, in a quick TikTok update for a second, as we've been saying— I have a feeling this will not be quick. No, it, it will be, <laughs> I swear. But these TikTokers have really been making a name for themselves all over the place. And as we were saying a couple weeks ago, you know, Charlie's on a Super Bowl commercial. They're at all of these events— and most recently at the NBA All-Star Game, Dixie, Addison, and Charlie performed during the dunk contest, right? Yes. Uh, Addison was doing TikToks with Chance. Yeah, and everybody. I don't know. It was really funny the way that, like, NBA integrated used them. Yeah. Well, the NFL also did this during Super Bowl weekend. I think that they're really using them. To, I don't know exactly what the goal is. Is maybe to bring in a younger audience. I, I, I don't know, but it's— yeah, it must be a younger audience because they're posting about it on actual TikTok. They're part of the integration of the actual show. Yeah, it's very interesting the way that TikTok has become so mainstream and that these, you know, we don't—the only YouTube people that we really see this with, right, is, like, really David Dobrik. Like, there are a lot of ones that people know, but they're not mainstream coming to, you know, Fallon or— you know, the NBA All-Star Game or different events because people don't care about them on that level. But David is kind of the only one that's really broken that mold. And most recently, Nikki Tutorials on yes, Ellen. Yes, yes. Um, but TikTok has kind of come in a way, especially these girls, have really come in a way that I feel like we haven't seen before. Like with Vine, for example, you didn't see Vine stars. You saw Shawn Mendes become a celebrity and become a singer and be- have a career. But you didn't see them, you know, using them for— different coverage and even Cameron Dallas was never as I don't feel was as fully as mainstream as some of these people are no this is like this is happening everyone in the world is watching Charlie Dixon and Addison Dixie and Addison on national TV also so Jaliah Harmon who was the girl that created the original Renegade dance she performed it at the NBA All-Star Game halftime after she finally got credit I guess what was happening was that this was the dance that's I mean 
if the first, when you think about TikTok, you think Renegade. If you've been well, on, especially it, you know, when you think about Charlie, you think Renegade. Yeah, it's just like the dance. I think that was one of the dances that made Charlie go viral. It's the most well-known TikTok dance song, etc. And this girl who created it never got credit for it. And the New York Times just did a whole article on it. And now she's finally getting the recognition she deserves. I think she was in Kim Kardashian's story of it. Yeah, well, like she was. which I'm so happy for her. Charlie did. Charlie and Addison did it with her. And posted it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm so happy. Well, what's interesting now is if you look at, because I think Charlie got a lot of, I I don't want to say backlash because I don't think she deserved to get backlash for this, but I think she got a lot of criticism about it, which was somewhat misplaced because how was she supposed to know if no one else knew, you know, that this girl had made the dance? But if you notice now in Charlie's videos, she'll tag recently, she'll tag the person whose dance it was. Yeah. If you see on TikTok DC— that's, yeah. that's what that means. Yeah, she's been doing that a lot more recently. I'm telling you, Charlie knows how to not be well, I scandalous. Don't, yes, but I also think it was never her intention to steal somebody else's thing. I think she just saw a dance and did it, and then somebody else saw a dance and did it, and it, you know, transpires this whole thing. And you've seen a lot of people talking about it saying, like, um, like Charlie got famous off of this. Like, she's the one. And, and it's like— First of all, people were doing that dance way before Charlie. Charlie didn't take this girl's dance and just start doing it. It would how would she have known to give her credit? And I think that Charlie probably just felt a really extreme sense of guilt that she got famous off of, you know, dances that she didn't create, but and also never claimed to create. And now I think she's you know, I don't think it's more about covering her ass. I think it's more about giving credit where credit's due. For sure. For, no, for sure. But also like recognizing that she would get a lot of you know flack for that. I think that. That's the difference. It's It would be one thing if someone was taking credit for it. Right. That's like a whole other level of fucked up, whereas they just weren't acknowledging it, which is also fucked up, but I don't think intentional. So now that they know, I mean, I'm so glad this girl's getting the recognition that she deserves. I mean, think about how many dances that you do. Do you know where they originated? No. Well, personally, I, I do none, but for someone that but does, like, I could imagine. But, but even think about different, like, dance moves that go viral. You know who the first person to do that was? No, of course not. It's really hard to trace back the roots of those. Yeah. So this girl really like and good for her because she deserves it. I mean, she, she created it. a phenomenon. Truly, um, the other thing that we wanted to talk about before we moved on to the award ceremony is honestly really somber. So over the weekend, Caroline Flack, who was the former host of Love Island UK, committed suicide, and her family confirmed to BBC that she was found dead in her London flat. And then a lawyer for the family said that she took her own life. Quote. We can confirm that our Caroline passed away today, the 15th of February. We would ask that the press respect the privacy of the family at this difficult time, and we would ask that they make no attempt to contact us and or photograph us. So she has been the host of Love Island since it debuted in 2015. And two months ago, um, it was announced that she was stepping down as the host after she had a recent arrest for allegedly assaulting her boyfriend with a lamp. So I think basically what happened was that she was let go and she was had to say that she was yeah. stepping down. This, you know, listen, admittedly, Julie and I are not Love Island watchers, but this was obviously really sad. And for those that are big watchers, I think this was shocking. And, like, people are really, really, really upset by this. I think she's be she was, you know, on a show that has so much going on, she was kind of like the voice of reason and the narrator. And yeah. she was just this kind of permanent figure. And it's just, it's so sad. Yeah, of course. Clearly, you know, she had to be in a lot of pain. And we are just, I don't know, our our— Heart is with her family and anybody that knew her because this is just really sad.
I came to the realization recently that I was just like desperately in need of a closet clean out because you know when you're getting ready and you just can't find anything, you have so many things that you don't even wear that you can't find the stuff that you do wear and it's just like a chaotic and unenjoyable process. That was me. I'm still, to be honest with you, in the process of cleaning out. But one of the biggest game changers for me in this process has been finding just like high quality essentials that I can mix and match with anything so that I can have less things, but the things that I have, I can wear with a lot. And I've told you guys about them before, but I think that Quince is one of the best at this in terms of just finding the high quality, affordable pieces. And they have a lot of really great sweaters. I love their Mongolian cashmere oversized boyfriend cardigans. I just find them to be so comfortable. I have them in a bunch of colors. They also have washable silk tops, which are amazing, like really easy, comfortable, high quality throw-ons that you can wear for so many different occasions. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So the way that it works is by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes that savings on to us, which is kind of like best case scenario for all involved. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Our award ceremony is kind of quiet this week because... You didn't even ask me if I felt comfortable moving Well, on. I just, I have to just tell you all that truly the comments have never been quieter than they were this week. Julie like literally texted me yesterday and she was like, so celebrities just like forgot how to comment. I thought we were going out of business. Yeah, for, we really thought we were going out of business for a couple of days there. It was dead. Yeah, so in case any of you think that they're just doing it for us, they're not because they're just not even doing it this week. Yeah, so. there was, it was real dead this week. But uh, Matt Lewis last week posted a picture of himself outside of Universal Orlando, the castle, and wrote, there's a storm coming, Harry. And Tom felt some comments. I used to bully him. That's hilarious. Any Harry I know Pot- you don't know, but it's hilarious. Like, I can't even lie and say that I watched Harry Potter. It was so not my thing. But I do know that when there's any sort of Harry Potter banter, the, the crowd goes wild, for lack of a better term. Did they not? My parents brought me here. You are the crowd. Terrence <laughs> is ter- the crowd. <laughs> Our producer is like nodding. If he validates me. Yeah. My Harry no, Potter. Listen, you don't need my validation. It's a worldwide sensation. I just, I never got the appeal. I guess sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are there any other notable comments, really? It was a dead week. I'm just not even going to front. We can't even pretend like there wasn't because... <laughs> you just say I'm not going to front? Stop! No, 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 you can't. Julie hates when I talk oh like a millennial. God, I hate it. You act like I'm 72. I'm 25. Sometimes these terms no, slip into not. my vocabulary, Julie. I can't help it. You're not 25. I know. I'm more like 37, like living in, in Westchester. That's how I feel. You're more like 81 living in a retirement home. Yeah, that's you. Anyway. Like, you don't know how to work a TV. Truly. Although I made a very big a change in my life yesterday. What'd you do? So I had, I organized basically my entire <laughs> What'd room. What'd she do? <laughs> <laughs> I organized my entire room, my one in Jersey. And at the end of it, I said, you know what? The time has come. I'm getting a big TV. I'm mounting it on my wall. And I'm going to get full cable, full Netflix, the whole nine. So that I can actually, wa- I think I'll watch things more I'll be more likely to watch things if I have a TV in my room. And I don't want, I see your face and I don't want you to come back with some negative comment. I want you to be really optimistic and say that that's a really nice jump in the right direction. Okay. Why can't you be happy? I just don't trust you. Yeah, but you can say that it would be, that it's, that's a good start. If you start to do it, I don't really like to give people positive feedback before they actually make a change, so. 
Well, that's literally terrible. So you don't want to give them any positive reinforcement. You know the Beyonce thing in the documentary where she says, until I start seeing some of my notes being changed, I don't have any further comments. That's how I feel about you. I can't even, like, I can't even believe that those two, that's like if I was like, for example, let's say that I was, I drank a lot and I was like, you know, I'm really thinking that it's been too much on me. I'm going to start not drinking. And you'd be, instead of being like, that's such an amazing step, being like, oh, don't believe it until I see it. You know, you gotta you gotta enforce the person. Anyway, I guess you just have different ideals on life. Well, it's for you guys. I'm gonna be watching Netflix more, so there's that. Also, don't fuck with cats. Trigger warning: really severe sickness and animal abuse, but fascinating, and I highly recommend. So good, really, really good. Fucking Luca Magnata, crazy. Okay, moving on to the Kardashian recap. Do you feel comfortable? Thank you for asking. I do, of course. So it was Valentine's Day, as we know, and Kylie's home was covered in sunflowers. Did she do that? Did Travis do that? It's got to be Travis. Did Stormy do that? It's got to be Travis. I love the idea of them doing a platonic flower. That's still her favorite flower. You think it was platonic? Well, it's not a rose. Last year was roses. This year is her favorite flower. There's a difference. That's a platonic flower. No, they're fucking. Uh, (laughs) Platonic doesn't mean not fucking. It does. Platonic means not in a relationship. Yeah, but still. I think that there's something— you can have completely platonic sex. Yes. I had it in college all the time. Brag about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think— I think I don't know what's going on there. I wouldn't say they're fully back together, but they're definitely, I think, romantically involved in some capacity. And, I mean, Travis loves to really just put Jeff Lethem to work. Yeah. Like last year— We all do. You know? We all do, but Travis really covers the floors. I mean, he does not spare an inch— I love when his vault updates as we're talking. Yeah. Also for Valentine's Day, Kim and Kanye went on some surprise trip. I still am unaware as to the location. Also, you know what's crazy about that is that they were there and then back the next day. Well, that's what they can do. I know, but it still blows my mind. Like, even if I could do that, I just wouldn't want to. It's too much travel in a day. You think it's too much travel until you realize you're on, you're driven directly to the plane. You get on the plane and it's, there's no difference in being in a car or being on a plane. You're just sleeping. Well, that's not true. Yeah, it is in terms of being able to sleep. Well, in terms of flying is different than being in a car. I'm saying if you're talking travel time, what's the difference to take a one-hour car ride or a one-hour flight? It seems like such a big production when you have to go through security and get to the airport and all these things. Whereas I get on a plane, I go to sleep for an hour, and then I get off. Same thing as being in a car. I guess. I don't know. To me, it's just different. Well, I think the idea of flying anxiety is what gets you. But if you don't have flying anxiety, it's equally as people view it as very convenient. Okay. But how do you know it was an hour away that they went? Well, it couldn't have been a long flight if they're gone for such a short amount of time. Well, where do you think they were? Like, where was that? I think that they were in Mexico. Okay. I could see that. That was just what I thought. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. She posted a picture. They were on some, like, overlooking a pool, overlooking the water. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Like, the pool was right. They stepped out of their room into the pool. Yeah. Wow. What a way to What a life. I know. Um, Also— (laughs) I'm looking at this outline and I'm like we have a problem in the most exciting news of the week Kylie has changed her hair to now be a shade of caramel brown (laughs) I loved it didn't you love it Julie I loved it but I couldn't tell if it was just that I loved the color or if I loved the length and the way that it was done why couldn't you have loved all of it I did love all of it I'm saying like do I love the color or am I just such a sucker for long hair you are such a sucker for long hair yeah when I was with my my great uncle this weekend, he's so, so, so cute. I told you he's like 98. And he's, he's like, adorable. he says to me in the cutest little voice, does anyone ever call you Rapunzel? 
And I was like, because I get, I forgot. My hair's gotten really long. That's his way since. of saying you need a haircut. I think it looks great. But no yeah, one said it doesn't look great. It just looks, it's a little dead on the ends. But anyway, I loved, loved, loved it. I think her, her black hair has a tendency to be a little harsh. Yeah. Right? It harshens her face. It yes. can. It can at times. Yes. But did you see Kim's? Kim posted it also. I guess they, her, Kim, and Chloe were all thinking about changing their hair at once. Crazy. I love a sister hair. I love day. a sister hair change. Um, also, this is so important. It is so important that you guys find the video of Kim doing the playroom tour if you haven't seen it yet. It's probably on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It was her Instagram stories. She was showing her entire playroom. She basically was saying, listen, everybody says that our house is so monotone that there's no color. Let me show you the playroom. And she went through every single inch of it. Every one of their kids has the own, their own area. They have a stage. They have a projector. They have the most meticulously organized crayons I have ever seen in my entire life. It's really crazy. I mean, we were saying an organizer must be there daily because there's no way you can have kids play there and have it look like that. No, it's insane. It's insane. It's really like, it's it's like every, there must be like every time they pick up, pick up a crayon, it must be put back down in the same spot by yeah. somebody. That's how it feels. I mean, there must be someone at the end of the days that comes in and kind of just reorganizes because it's a lot going on there. It's so much, but it's so great. It's like every single thing a kid could ever want is in that room. Yeah. It almost for a second makes you want to go back to that age. I would be thrilled to go back to like that as age. my twenty five year old self. I don't like crayons. I find they're a very annoying medium. I don't enjoy it, but I like wanted to play with a crayon. Coloring is very like relaxing. Yeah, I just much prefer as you know, I'm pencils. an artist. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm very good on the iPad. On the on on the on life. On no, <laughs> Isabel, am I not amazing? She's pretty good at copying things. Copying is drawing. It is. That's what. What's that guy's name that we used to watch on TV? Bob. Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross. You watched Bob Ross. That's yeah. so off brand. Yeah, I would get my little sketchbook at out. The way that wow. you are towards singing, though, is the way that I am towards drawing. Oh. I'm fully incapable. Yeah, I'm heard me apparently heard me sing for the first time. I heard Julie sing for the first time last week, and it was really. Did a, it change things? But you've heard me sing. No, Julie. I clearly have never. It was. But we sung in the car together. Not like that. I hate that you noticed. I think, ugh, I mean, it's you hard really not. You ruined things. Well, clearly you didn't notice for two years. No, Isabel can back me up on this one. I guess you, you're so, you're a little self-conscious about it. So a you little? Don't, so you don't really sing typically. I've never heard it like that. And when I have, everybody else has been singing. So you kind of blend in. This was you in the front seat of that Uber just solo doing it. And I had to look up. I was shocked. And well, you're now like, you'll never hear it again. No, I'm, I was happy for you to express yourself. I was no, just a little no, floored. I'm, over it. <laughs> I'm never singing again. It's, and it's so annoying because like I love it. But I was saying to you that like I, when I was growing up, I didn't realize that like you could be like moderately okay at singing. I thought you were either like really good or really really awful. Yeah. Because my mom and one of my sisters can sing, and then me, my dad, and my other sister cannot. They all sound like me. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can't, but I wouldn't say that it's like piercing to the ears. Sometimes. Not like that. No. No, not I'm the fully tone deaf. Yeah. <sighs> um, it's okay. You have so many no. other talents. Not really. <laughs> Name one. A lot of things. Coloring, yeah. Also, these are my two favorite things about this. First off, the clip from Keeping Up with the Kardashians next season where Kim is talking about that dinner with Tristan to Chloe. So good. When was this? I don't know. A couple of months ago, we randomly see paparazzi pictures of Kim and Tristan in Miami, I think, having dinner together. Yeah. And we were so confused where that came from. And in this clip, we see her FaceTiming Chloe being like, he called me and was like, hey, I'm right next door. And she's like, I invited him to, din like, to dinner. Should I not have? 
And Chloe was like, no, I mean, do whatever you want. I think that's really generous of you. And Kim was like, listen, no part of me feels that what he did was right. But also, you know, mom cheated on dad and their friends forgave her. And that line, it's very interesting. It kind of shapes their whole view on relationships, the fact that their mom cheated on their dad. Yeah. Because, yeah, I do find them to be much more forgiving. But also, I think the circumstances in which Tristan cheated were way different. Way different. I mean, like, I don't think that Kim has to forgive him. I don't even think Chloe has to forgive him. Well, their whole thing is like, he's True's dad. And so I don't want to have hatred towards him, which I totally understand. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think it's so mature and great. It's just really like a very interesting approach when I guess you're dealing. I never thought about it until she said it. Like, I've obviously thought about Chris cheating on Robert a lot. I just didn't think about it, how it portrays in their view of cheating. Mm -hmm. Like, they clearly have a much more forgiving view of it than I think the average person would. Mm -hmm. That's that's very true. I also, I think that I frequently forget that Kim, that Chris cheated on him in the first place. And then when it's brought up, no, this is what it is. I don't necessarily forget about it. I feel like they forget about it because it's not spoken about that often. And then when Kim just says it randomly, I'm like, oh shit, that did happen. And you guys do remember that and have that on your mind frequently. You know what I mean? No, totally. And I think that, yeah, I think they all have very interesting views on relationships. Not in a bad way. I was kind of just confused as to why Tristan would want to be there. To me, it's like she, Kim's going to dinner with her and her friends who are feasibly friendly with Chloe. You would think that he's walking into a lion's den. Well, because as a narcissist, though, you can't handle being on bad terms with anybody. You need everybody to love you. Yeah. So I think the idea of Kim inviting him to dinner was like, oh, my God. The other thing is that I think he's very— Like, I think Tristan on a very surface level is probably a really likable guy. He seems fun. He seems charming. He's obviously great to look at. You know, I think that he's probably fun to be around until you realize, oh, shit, he fucked my sister over in such a disgusting way. Yeah, twice. 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 That's the thing. Yeah, once. Twice. Shame. Yeah. Let that sink in. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When on the hunt for a new apartment, we obviously all have things that are kind of non-negotiables for us. I would say for me, top of that list is probably natural light. Just because I know myself, I know I'm more productive throughout the day. I'm honestly just happier throughout the day when I'm getting a lot of natural light. And it's important to know what you want and then really to be able to get that. You know, this is your space that you're living in. So apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. So first of all, they have 3D virtual tours. So when you can't be there in person, you can take a tour of your possible future home, which is huge because it's one thing for someone to send you photos or to tell you about it, but really to be able to do kind of a virtual walkthrough to me is huge. Also, apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet, and they have amenity filters, so you can make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need, whether that's in-unit washer-dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. For me, in my next place, in-unit washer-dryer is like hands down, very, very high. So visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Let's have a little bit of a Sophia and Scott discussion. Please. 
So last week, we were kind of speculating as to whether or not they were together. And we said, you know, we ended up feeling really stupid because we thought after she did that I didn't interview— I feel stupid because I feel like they don't always let us in. They, they pick very specific times to let us in, and then sometimes I think they lead us to believe that they're broken up. So I don't feel stupid— I personally, I felt a little bit stupid. I watched, we watched this interview where Sophia was on the red carpet and they asked her if she was going to appear on Keeping Up next season. And she kind of was like, no, I, I uh, definitely will not be. And made it really weird. Like looked to her publicist, made it seem as though she wasn't with Scott. They hadn't been posting together, which we now re- later on realize we just don't think she wants to be on the show or maybe the show isn't going to be as frequent of a thing. We don't know. Anyway, people were sp- still speculating it. And then for Valentine's Day and stuff, they posted they were together. So things seem really good and happy. I just, why you feel like it's on the rocks? No, no, I don't. I just like, there's something off. No, not necessarily. I just really like them together. And I was shocked at how sad I was when I felt that they, as someone who has wanted Courtney and Scott back together for so long on some level, I was surprised at my reaction to even thinking that they were broken up and how upset I was. Well, because I think that them breaking up, you view it as a separate entity because them breaking up does not mean that Scott and Courtney would get back together. So it's like, I think for you, especially if he can't be with Courtney, then Sophia is who you want him to be with. For me, I think that him and Courtney being getting back together would be somewhat disastrous. So I'm thrilled for him to be with Sophia. Um, and I think the other thing is that we always root for Scott and always root for Scott to be the best version of himself. And I think the best version of himself is him when he's with Sophia. So I think the idea of them potentially breaking up or not being together anymore would possibly lead to a place with Scott where you have questions about his behavior. Yeah. Not that I think he would automatically go back to you know the way he was before because I think he's worked through so much and he's in such a different place. But you have to wonder what a trauma like breaking up would do to somebody like Scott who's already fragile. Right. As is. The goal. The goal would be he's at a place where he's stable enough that you know he wouldn't revert back to that behavior, especially because I think that his role of being such an involved father would probably hopefully make him stay in this place of like, no, I need to do this for my kids. But yes, of course, that thought right, comes Right, but as up. a fan and as an onlooker, you only get so much insight yeah. to what his mental state is now. So it wouldn't. it's not the craziest thing to have reservations that that would be the case. Yeah, for sure. And also, I just like them together. I think they bring out such a good side of each other. I think that Sophia is so cute and adorable and good for him and good with the kids and on good with the family. I just really, really like them together. And I also, don't want to see them break up. It's also, selfishly, we see more of him being because with of her. her. Yeah. yeah. Like, if he was with someone that wasn't in the public eye as much or didn't care about you know, wasn't her, I don't know, if we weren't as invested in that person, we probably would see less of Scott because it wasn't like we'd be following her as closely. So, you know, what's interesting is also that we thought there was an issue with Scott and the family for a little while. We didn't. We didn't. People did. The public did. I really, I'm telling you right now, I don't think that's a thing ever. I, I would be really surprised if that's a thing ever again in the way that it was. I would too, but I don't know. You never know. I think that they're so far. I think Scott is so deeply a part of that family. He's not going anywhere. This is what happens when Kardashians are on break. We just have to make our own storylines because yeah. we don't have anything to go off of. All we have is Insta stories. Yeah, it's really— So it's, we make our own fucking plot lines where we're like, in this episode in my head this week, Scott, Sophia are almost broken up and the family's in a fight with Scott, which meanwhile you have literally no reason to believe that. Yeah. Just to clarify, though, we that's not us. No. You and I, I feel like, are the most at thinking, no, everything's fine with Scott and the family. Sophia, yeah, I was a little iffy, but in terms of the family, I just— Yeah. I think he's at, at a point it's never going back. That's what I think, too. 
Two last things. Chloe got Stormy the full painted Louis with trolls on it, which just like very Kanye getting Kim the Birkin painted with North's painting. Yeah. A little different. A little but, different. But, but in the same, yeah, in the the same, same category. In the same category as in it's painted on an expensive bag. Yeah, a very Alec Monopoly of them. Correct? Oh my God, yes. And also Kim and Kanye were at the NBA All-Star Game. They were in the front row, the kids cam, the whole nine. I love seeing them out. They are star power to another level, and they play it up, and I could not be more into it. I think I like the NBA All-Star Game. Julie, it's literally Kim, Kanye, TikTok. I just love the idea of that many Birkins and being men. courtside. And so many tall men. Please, you know I feel about NBA players. Yeah. Who doesn't, though? You know what I mean? Who doesn't? I don't know. Yeah. It's really uh, it's a, it's a. Yeah. J. Cole's there. Chance is there. What's not to love? It's the most star-studded event. It's the best players in the game. It's LeBron. I mean, it's just a lot. By best players in the game, we mean hottest. We have no idea <laughs> basketball-wise. <laughs> well, clearly they're the best if they're in the All-Stars. It doesn't affect our lives. No, it affects our lives 0%, but just, it, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to watch, I would say. Yeah. Don't forget, Wednesday's episode is a full Justin Bieber interview thing. Shortyawards.com slash commons by, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know what happened this episode. I don't I'm know sorry. what happened this episode either. We kind of just feeling rogue, I guess, because we're the only ones in the studio. But we love you all, and we will see you on Wednesday. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically, when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes, there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.